why are you here? Like, not why you listen to the podcast, but why are you here on the planet? Like, what, what is your assignment? What is it that you are supposed to be doing with your life? What is your purpose? Why did God put you here? Let's talk about that. Welcome to another episode of Emotional Damage Podcast for me and about me. And I am your host, Clifton Brantley. And to, uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about purpose. Like, why are you here? And, and that's the question I want to start with. Why are you on the planet? Right. And not only why are you on the planet, but how does your understanding of God's plan for your life affect how you live right how does that affect how you live back in 2002 at the age of 30 i was dating this girl right we used to have some really great conversations about life right we seemed to be compatible spiritually and had some really good conversations but about two months into us dating she asked me a question that i had never heard before the question to me was very weird, and I honestly had no clue what she was talking about. Like, I, I was confused. She said, what is your purpose in life? Um, excuse me? Say what now? She said, what is your purpose? Like, what has God, what has God put you here to do with your life? Um, to be a dad? Like, I don't know. She then she then tells me that we can't be together because I don't even know where I'm going. But she does. See, at that time, and I think she was the same age as me. She had discovered her purpose. And, you know, as I think about it now, she was she was actually far advanced because I remember taking her to church with me one time and she did not like I loved my church, but I mostly loved the preaching, if I'm honest. And her thing was she was she was turned off because of all of the quote unquote religiosity that was going on. And now in hindsight, you know, the maturity level that I have now, I can see it. But at 30, 20 years ago, I didn't see that. Right. That was interesting. I just thought about that. So anyway, in my mind, I was thinking uh, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like you really going to break up with me because I can't tell you what my purpose is. Like, what? what is that? I mean, you just now telling me uh, like you're just not giving me this information that this is something I should be looking forward to. Right. So, like, can I have time to come up with a purpose and so we can stay together? Right. I mean, because I really like the girl. Right. <laughs> I really like the and I'm like, hey, like, give me some time. I'll come up with a purpose for you if that's what you need, like for us to stay together. And she was like, no, it's not something that you go and find and make up. Right. You were created with the purpose. So you don't just make it up. Needless to say, we broke up, right? We broke up. And when I say I was confused, man, I was confused. See, even though I had grown up in church, I had never heard of purpose or assignment. Like, what am I here for? And like a lot of you, I was just living life as it comes. Okay. I had no direction. But I didn't know that I didn't have any direction. 
in high school, I was an average student, right? Um, and I remember, I remember I was at my grandmother's house one day watching Revenge of the Nerds uh, because she had cable and we didn't. Uh, but I was watching Revenge of the Nerds, and that is when I decided that I wanted to go to college, right? Like, I was thinking if college is like this, then sign me up. But uh, like, I, I, the point I'm making is I didn't go to college because I had direction, right? I, I didn't go to college because I wanted to be somebody. Honestly, I went to college because I, I wanted to have fun like they did in the movie, right? But after deciding to go to college, which was my literally my senior year, that's when I decided I had no clue of what I wanted to study. Like I was clueless. I, I didn't know. Now, we had these senior days where people would come in you know, in my senior year in high school. Senior days, people would come in. They talk about different careers. Right. And this guy came in and he talked about cinematography. And at the time, Terminator 2 had just come out. Right. And this was 1990. I think it was, uh, I don't know if the first semester, 89 or 90. Terminator 2 had just come out. And he was telling us, telling us how much money they make by create, how much money they make making movies. And I was like, bam, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to study radio, radio, television, and film. And I'm going to become a, like a cinematographer, right? So I went to Sam Houston in Huntsville, um, and well, and I went to Sam Houston, by the way, <laughs> because it was down the street. Like I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go to school in Houston, but I didn't want to be too far away because I was still, you know, very sheltered and I wanted to be able to get home if I needed to get home. So anyway, I go to Sam Houston. I'm majoring in radio, television and film. But uh, that's where I meet my children's mom and we get pregnant with our first daughter, well, our only daughter our first child, and I end up leaving Sam Houston, right? So we come home, we start trying to have a family. Now I'm, I'm what, 20, I'm 21 at the time. And so um, we're trying to have a family. Man, from the time I was 21 till, I don't know, um, for a long time, I had so many different jobs trying to make ends meet, right? I sold fire extinguishers. I sold meat out of the back of a truck. I sold knives. I worked at Compaq. I did security. I was all over the place and my life had no direction. As a matter of fact, um, as I was preparing for this episode and I started to think about the clients that come into my, the men that come into my office, I got a little emotional because I see men in my office all the time and they come in living the same way that I was living back then. Right. Just doing whatever to survive and settling for what my background says I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Or should I say, like, that's how I was living. But these fellas come in and they're living their life based on where their upbringing says they should be. So, like, if they grew up in poverty, they're working a job like like like, a, you know, and I'm not I'm not disparaging any jobs. Right. I'm not disparaging any jobs. I'm making the point. So I'm not going to call any jobs. As a matter of fact, why don't I do that? But the point that I'm making is this. These brothers are living based on what, who they think they are and not based on discovering who they are and their ability. So me and my me, me and my kid's mom, we get together. We're young. And uh, I guess she got tired of me doing security. I wasn't making enough money. 
and so she looked up uh, ITT. <laughs> and so um, she enrolled, well, not she didn't enroll me, but she makes a meeting with ITT. We go and talk to them. And I just thought we was just going to talk. But next thing you know, uh, I signed up to be a, a computer drafter. So I graduated from there in 1996. Actually, my graduation was the night that Tupac um, died. He died on my graduation night. So anyway, so in 2002, when I, when I was, you know, the girl I was previously talking about, the one that broke up with me when I was 30, because I didn't know my purpose. Um, so she was done. I mean, she was gone. Right. But in that same year, I was working at an architectural firm as an AutoCAD drafter because I graduated from my TT now and I'm, I'm in my career. Right. I'm thinking this is what I'm going to be doing. This is my meal ticket. Right. <laughs> so, um, 2002, I'm, I'm, I'm doing auto drafting at a, at a architectural firm and I was making decent money, but here's the thing, right? And this is kind of the point I was trying to make with the brothers that come into my office and like, just, uh, doing life based on your background. I was an AutoCAD drafter because my kid's mom looked up ITT, you know, instead of plumbing. Like if she had, if she had found plumbing, sent me to plumbing school, I'd have been a plumber, electrician, you know, school, I'd have been an electrician. Right. And the point that I'm making is I had no direction. I was just doing what it felt like I needed to do to survive, to make the money. I just needed to make money to take care of my family. Okay. Now, a year later, 2003, I'm at a funeral. Now I'm sitting in the audience, listening to people talk about, um, the, the deceased person and how this brother had impacted their life. And it was at that point where I started to wonder what will people say about me, right? When I'm gone, whose life will I have impacted other than my children? And so that got me on the quest of trying to figure out why am I here? Ironically, I don't, actually, I don't know if it's ironic, maybe not ironic, but anyway, um, Interestingly, that's the word I want to use. Interestingly enough, when the question came to my mind, what am I here for? What is my purpose? I actually did not think about the young lady that I ended up uh, breaking up with back in 2002. Like she didn't come to my mind. That was long gone. But here I am, this question, what am I here for? And hindsight, I believe it was God calling me, right? Calling me to deeper. Right. And God will do that. Right. He'll call you from where you are to a deeper relationship with him. So I got on this quest to discover my purpose. And um, I was talking to my pastor and I asked him, how do you discover your purpose? And he said, find the thing that you would do for free. Or like if you won the lottery and, you know, money wasn't an object, find the thing that you would do. And your purpose is surrounding that somewhere. Recently, I heard Dr. Myron Golden say, your purpose is going to be at the intersection of your passion and your capabilities, right? What you can do well and what you're passionate about, which lines up with what my previous pastor said. But when my pastor first told me that at the time, I'm like, uh, I, I don't know what that would be because the only thing at the time, and this is going to, you know, show my, I guess my immaturity, but the only, t only thing I can think of at the time that I would do for free is play basketball. 
<laughs> and uh, I was not about to go to the NBA. Okay, so I knew that wasn't it. But the thing is this. Because I started seeking, um, I believe that God started revealing. So, so it was about two weeks later. Um, two weeks later, I was on the phone with this young lady. And I don't, to this day, I don't know who she is. Um, like she's a random person, obviously someone I had met, but I was on the phone with this young lady and we started talking and uh, we were talking about relationship issues. And so she started to tell me something about her relationships or her past or something to that effect. I can't recall, but I do remember when she finished talking, then I started speaking. I don't remember what I said, but I do know that when I finished sharing my point of view, she said, wow. You should be a therapist or something. And when she said that, it was as if the Holy Spirit said in my head, that's it. And I got off that phone. I got off that phone call that night. And the next day I was on the phone trying to enroll in somebody's school because I'm like, okay, I believe it's it. It's I can't explain how her saying that resonated with me so deeply I had never, I had never, ever thought of being a therapist. I really hadn't. Like, I wrote some articles on relationships, but that's just because I like relationships. But I never thought that I wanted to be a therapist. But when she said that, it just resonated with me. So, um, now, here's the thing about, about, about this revelation. So, so I decided I wanted to go back to school. I was on the phone the next day trying to find a school. Well, I couldn't find a school because the fall semester had already started, right? And so um, I would have to wait until January. But also, I was already in a career where I was making decent money. And um, like to be an architect, I said I didn't want to go back to school to be an architect. Well, I didn't want to go back to school, period, right? I did not. I was I was 30, Going on 31, I believe, or maybe I was 31. Yeah, I was 31. I did not want to go back to school for anything, especially for five years to be an architect. So I was just going to try to get a better job doing um, AutoCAD or maybe get a programming job, like get a certificate. I just wasn't interested in going back to school. Well, when I felt like I heard God speak my purpose, I went from not wanting to go to school for five years to being open to going to school up to eight years because originally my plan was to be get a doctorate. Uh, that's not the plan anymore because I don't necessarily need that, right? But that was the plan. And the point that I'm making in this part is this. Once I discovered my purpose and what I was supposed to be here for, everything changed. When I say everything, I literally mean everything. The way that I saw life, the way that I, you know, uh, the way that I woke up in the morning, like it was just different. Now, I know that's a long intro, right? That's a long intro telling you how I got to got to my purpose. But I wanted to take you through the journey to hopefully give you an idea of how I went from a scattered life to a focused life. Right. I went from 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 having no direction to being focused on what I'm supposed to be doing. There's a quote that says, when the, te- when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, right? And that day in August of 2003, everything changed for me. When you're living a life of purpose, no longer, and no longer, no longer living 
uh, flying by the seat of your pants, things are different, right? Mark Twain said the two most important days of your life are the days, the day you were born and the day you discover why. Okay. I think I messed up that quote. I'll say it again. The two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you discover why. And then Miles Monroe said, when you don't know the purpose of something, abuse is inevitable. And so the same is true for your life. When you don't know the purpose of your life, you are going to abuse it without fail. Like I'm telling that doesn't mean you're going to be strung out on drugs. That doesn't mean, you know, you're going to, uh, it doesn't mean you'll have an addictive problem, but you will abuse yourself emotionally, physically, mentally, right? When you don't know the purpose of your body, you'll abuse it. When you don't know the purpose of your marriage, you will abuse it. Abu abuse is abnormal use, right? Abuse, abnormal use. So let's define purpose. Purpose is the reason for which something is done or created, right? It's the reason for which something exists. Everything that God created has a purpose, okay? Every human being has an assignment. You are uniquely gifted for the purpose of God, for the purpose that God created you. As a matter of fact, when God calls you to something, the proof that you have the ability to do it is the fact that he called you. Now, let me say this. There is an overall purpose for all human, for all humanity, all mankind, right? There's, there's one purpose for everybody. And the overall purpose is this. To glorify God with your life, find your assignment and do it right now. The specifics of your assignment is what like, we're trying to discover. OK, to love your to love God, love your neighbor as yourself um, and to do well on the planet. So I can tell you this, the overall purpose of humanity, I'm going to sum it up this way, is to love. That's it. It's, it's ultimately it's to love. And so then your assignment is your unique way that God has ordained for you to serve or to love. OK, but your purpose as a human being is primarily to love, love God, love yourself, love others. OK, so but uh, I want to focus on your specific life purpose, right? Why are you here? And what I'm, what I'm trying to do in this episode is really to challenge you and your mindset into thinking about um, why are you here? Because here's the sad thing would be for you to get to the end of your life. And, you know, whether you've amassed millions or not, but get to the end of your life and realize you never lived it to the fullest because I'm going to tell you, you're only going to live your life to the fullest when you live it in your assignment. Now there are some people who don't believe they have an assignment. That's unfortunate because you do. Okay. If you're listening to me, brothers, you have an assignment and your assignment is to love God, love people and love yourself. But how you walk that assignment out. So like for me, I walk the assignment out do by doing therapy and coaching, right? Helping people do love and life better, helping people have a, have a better relationship with themselves. That's what I'm on the planet for. And men, the reason you really want to discover your purpose is because, um, now this is not going to be 
politically correct, so to speak. And, you know, women may not like this, but I believe <clears throat> I truly believe that if men would get in their place, if men would get themselves together, the women and children would follow. I, I really believe that. Right. And and the thing that I, I say all the time, and I want to say it to you here, your life is your responsibility. Your life is your responsibility. God gave it to you to make great. Okay. But he also put in you everything that you need to make it great. Right. He's not, he's not saying, okay, go make your life great. Fight, figure it out. No, he's put inside of you everything that you need to make your life great. But watch this great according to his design, not according to society's design or what you pre-planned in your mind. Right. So how do you discover what you're on the planet to do? Well, first, you have to know where you come from. Right. Who is your manufacturer? Right. And I don't mean your parents. Right. Your parents were simply the vehicle by which you got here. But where did you come from? Who, who created you? The reason I ask that, you, you may think it's an obvious you know, answer, and, and it is, but, but asking the question makes you think about where you're from. Because if you know the one who created you, if you know where you're from, then that, that's who, that, then you know who to go to for your purpose. Why? Because only the person who created you can determine the purpose for you. So what I'm saying is, if you if you recognize who created you, then you won't be going to the media to tell you what your purpose is. You won't be going to your wife to tell you what your purpose is. You won't be going to your friends or your family or anyone else other than the one who created you. Why? Because only the creator of a thing can give it its purpose. Only the creator of a thing can give it its purpose and determine what it was created for, because they're the creator of it. If there is no purpose, then there is no creation. Like if you, if, 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 if there's no purpose, there's no creation. So the fact that you are here, the fact that you were created, the fact that you are alive, the fact that you are a reality says that you have purpose, right? I discovered my purpose at 31, but guess what? God did not give me a purpose at 31. I was born with it. Like when I came to the planet, my purpose was already built in. It just took me 31 years to discover it. And sadly, like I said, people will die without ever discovering what they're here for. And so let me let me let me parenthetically say this to my to, to you fellas. As you discover your purpose, it is also wise for you to raise your children if you have young children. Raise your children based on what you see in them and uh, try to guide them towards their purpose or help them to discover it. Why do I say that? Because oftentimes, I know I did, we parents, especially us, us, us fathers, we have boys, we want them to either do what we did or we try to live through them, do what we couldn't do but wanted to do, right? So, so all of my kids, I have a daughter and two sons, all of them play basketball, because I played basketball and I put all of them in it young in sports because that's what I wanted them to do. 
That's that's not their purpose on the planet. How do I know? Because none of them are walking in that. None of them are uniquely gifted for that, right? And that's not to say that they couldn't do that. I don't believe that everybody that's in the NBA, that that's their purpose in life, right? That just may be their job and what they're doing, but it's not necessarily their purpose. Michael Jordan, uh, I mean, I don't, I, that might have been his purpose, right? Because the way he did that now, now uh, the skill that he showed on the court had to have, if that if that was his purpose, that if that is what he was here for, then it, his skill on the court would translate to loving people in some kind of way, right? And maybe that was the setup for when he is out of sports, like now, for him to love people now. I don't know. I'm just making the point that um, discovering your purpose as you're raising children, don't don't be so hell-bent on making them be who you want them to be because they came to the planet with a specific purpose given to them by God. Okay. Now, um, what I'm not able to do, I was going to say, unfortunately, but no, it's probably fortunately not. But what I'm not, what I'm not able to do is tell you what your purpose is. Right. But I want to give you the, I wanted to have this talk really to just make you aware that just living your life for money, living your life, um, uh, living your life to be loved. I was thinking about my own life the other day. Uh, well, I'm always thinking about my life, but I was thinking about, I was asking God, look, how did I end up here at 50? Knowing what I know about life, about God, about the word, about purpose. How did I end up here? And here meaning, uh, not that I'm in a bad place, but I'm not the pla- I'm not at the place where I would like to be. And I'm like, how did I end up here? And to me, like I've messed up so many things. It's like, man, how you do that? The answer that came to me was uh, uncomfortable. It was not, it was not pleasant, but here's the reality. I'm sharing this with you to help you so that you don't allow this to happen to you. Especially if you are 30 uh, or in, in your 30s, in your 20s or 30s. I got to the place of unfulfillment at 50. And I got to the place of not being where I want to be financially. All because the majority of my life, even after I discovered my purpose, I got here because the majority of my life I spent drifting. Yep. I spent drifting. What is drifting? Drifting is when you just kind of just go with the flow, you know. And the thing is, the reason I did not recognize that because my life did not look like I was just sitting on the sidelines. Like it didn't look, it did not look like I was drifting because I was actively involved in doing life. I was a single father of three. I was in school. I was pursuing my, pursuing my purpose. But when I look back on it, I really was drifting. I was reading um, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And one of the things that the devil says is that the way that he gets hold of people's minds is by them drifting. Right. What's the opposite of drifting to help you understand what drifting is? Let me tell you what the opposite is. So in the book and it's a fictional book, obviously, the devil didn't sit down and answer these questions, but it's a good book, though. It's about success. But this one part, uh, the devil says I can't get to thinkers, people who think and who are intentional about life. 
I can't I can't control them. But drifters, oh, I can control them all day. And sure enough, um, I'm not saying I was controlled by the enemy. Again, it's a fiction book. <laughs> I wasn't controlled by the enemy. But I mean, I I say that, but 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 is it really true? Maybe I was. You know, because I definitely was not being controlled by God because God is not the God of the drift, right? God is the God of intentionality. And so what I'm sharing with you is make sure that with your life, you're living on purpose and you're not just going with the flow, like to pick a path and go, don't follow the crowd, but, but at the same time, don't be an island. Like we're not designed to do life by ourselves, but we're also not designed to be identical to every other human being. So as you as you are on this journey to discover what it means to be you, right? I want you to remember that uh, your 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 personality, your talents, your your who you are will be wrapped up into your purpose. So don't think you got to become somebody completely different to walk out your assignment. And here's the thing, when you get in your assignment, like I said before, nothing in life, it's just different. Like like maybe lately, within the last year or so, I've not wanted to go to work a couple of times, but for the most part, I always look forward to going to work. I always look forward to seeing couples and talking about, you know, really, I love it. But no one would have convinced me in high school <laughs> that I was going to be a marriage therapist or talking to me and about like, like no one, me? No. Well, see, when I was in, when I was in college, I was so committed to being a cinematographer. Uh, my grandmother bought me a camera. I started a videography business. I've been doing wedding videos since what, like 92. I think I just stopped like right before the pandemic because that's, that was, that was the thing. Now I still did it after I discovered my passion, but my point is, I was committed to that because I thought life was just about you do whatever you want to do. Like you figure out how to have a good life and you do it. But no, God has already ordained a good life for you and you would do well to find that. Okay. Now here, let me tell you a couple of hindrances to discovering your purpose. One of the main things that is going to prevent you from discovering your purpose is the inability to self-examine, meaning the inability to look in the mirror. You have to look in the mirror, look at your life and see where am I weakest? What do I need to improve on? Like you need to give a fair assessment of yourself. And the reason I say that is because if you don't have that, you're not going to ever like that's like foundational groundwork for you to even have the kind of mindset that's going to say, what's my purpose? You'd never ask that question if you're not ever thinking about how can I be better? Do you understand? Like, like you, you'll become content with where you are and you'll become complacent with just, you know, getting by. I don't believe that God created us. And I know people do it, but I don't believe God created any of us to just get by. Right. You were created for greatness, but you got to discover what the greatness is. Discover your purpose. OK, so 
this 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 message is mostly just for encouragement. I want to encourage you to be the best version of you until you and, and until you discover your purpose. Make sure you love hard, love your wife, love your children, love yourself, love your neighbors. Right. And when I say neighbors, I mean everybody that don't live in your house, whether they cross town, cross the country or whatever. They're your neighbors if they don't live in your house. But make it your business to be your best self. Work on your emotional maturity, because here's the thing. I can tell you for a fact that discovering your purpose, it makes it so it changes your lens for life. But what it does not do is automatically mature you. You still have to do the work to work on you. Like I, I am constantly working on being a better man, being a better person, being a better husband. Why? Because just discovering my purpose and walking in that, like serving you guys, that's one thing. But me being the best me for my life, that's something completely different. And that's the thing. You got to do both of those. Like you have to balance them both together. Okay. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. I hope that this was, um, I hope that the, I hope that this lights a fire in you to discover why you are here so that you can run towards that purpose. Because guess what? On the planet, one thing we cannot do is rewind. So once time is gone, it's gone. Don't waste your time living life in a way that is displeasing to God and unfulfilling to you. Like, stop waiting for something else to happen before you move. Act today. <laughs> I sound like I'm selling something. Act today. But no, I'm serious. Stop wasting time. That message is for somebody. Stop wasting time. I don't know who that message is for. Stop wasting time. F discover what your purpose is and start to live life differently than you have been living. Okay? So... All right, that's it for this episode of Emotional Damage. I hope it was helpful for you, helpful for you. And I look forward to sharing with you next time. Um, meet me here and we'll keep getting into it.